something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 48, and I'm Cat Wonders. And I have a cold. Is this crooked? Like, really crooked? The table looks straight, but... Anyway, if it's crooked, I apologize. The camera that I'm looking at right now looks like it's about 15 degrees off. <laughs> okay, so yes, I am sick right now. I, I actually don't feel bad at all. I just have a bit of congestion. So I have energy, I have everything else that I need. <laughs> I had energy to get ready. Um, put my hair in a ponytail. That doesn't take much effort, but hey. And you might notice that I'm a few shades darker because I just got back from my vacation. I went to Mexico uh, for 10 days and now I'm back. And it's funny because in order to get to Mexico, we didn't have to take a test, uh, but to come home, you have to take a rapid test. They changed it actually while I was down there um, that you don't need to take a PCR, which is like a big pain in the butt because you got to do it at least 24 hours before your trip. And then I don't know, I don't even really know because I didn't have to do it. <laughs> um, the morning that I was going to come home, my tonsils were like swollen. So I haven't been sick in forever. Right away, I could feel that my tonsils were swollen, but also that my lymph nodes were swollen. And there, there's the odd time when I was like paranoid that I was getting sick, but I could always tell I wasn't because my lymph nodes were doing pretty good. But I woke up the morning I was supposed to come home with tonsils that are swollen. So I had to go take a rapid test, which I needed anyway for uh, to get back into Canada. And I was tripping out. I was thinking, oh my God, <laughs> do I have this? Like, am I going to be able to get back home? Because if I did have COVID, then I would need to stay in Mexico for another 10 days. And I was like, well, worst case scenario, I'd have to use my phone to make videos <laughs> and just buy stuff in Mexico, do some try-ons. It wouldn't have been the end of the world, but it just would have thrown off a lot of like things that I already have planned. And of course, it'd be expensive to stay there for another 10 days. I wouldn't have stayed at the resort that I was at. I would have found a little Airbnb or something, but I was prepared. I thought, okay, I'm not going to die, but let's just go and take the test and see how this goes. So came back negative. It's just some sort of little flu that I have. It's not a flu. There's, well, I don't know what the difference between a flu and a cold is. I think flu, you're more sweaty, feverish. I don't have any of that stuff. Like I said, I woke up this morning and she felt really good and I thought, oh, I'm over it. But then slowly the stuff starts happening where I'm like thinking to myself, is it just allergies <laughs> or am I sick? No, I'm definitely, definitely sick. But uh, which, you know what? I avoided taking medication because I have to mix a cocktail <laughs> this episode. So um, just for you guys, I'm suffering. No, I'm, but I'm really not. Like I said, I think like an anti-congestion something might make me sound a little better. Um, and maybe give me a little bit more energy, but I don't need any of that because I got lots. And I've had so much vitamin D over the last few weeks that I am just feeling great. And this tan is natural. <laughs> can, you, can you see tan lines? Um, I definitely took the time to absorb as much sun as possible. I wore sunscreen on my face and my chest-ish. Um, I do have some makeup on just to kind of like balance everything out, but 
Um, I don't tan my face. I did get a little burnt one day just because uh, the sun was, it was the sun's fault. <laughs> Not mine. No, I, I have like a very specific face sunscreen that I use. It's um, SPF 60 and I put it on first thing in the morning and then throughout the day. But I left that specific sunscreen in the room. And so I was using another sunscreen. It was SPF 30. But then I was doing lots of snorkeling and then the mask. And then I have like, I had got like a kind of a strange burn where I just burnt above my mask. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, I survived all is great. And I got to get ready for summer and have a good base. Actually, I'm pretty tanned right now. Like this is, this is at the end of the summer for me. This is what I look like. Uh, okay, episode 48. I obviously am going to be discussing some adventures I had on my trip. So stay tuned for that. I very thankfully, I was say I very kindly received. Does that make sense? It was very kind of this company to send me some of their spirits, a company out of Vancouver, BC. Uh, and the company is called Mad Lab Distillery, Mad Lab Distillers. And they sent me two of their special products. And I'm gonna feature them today in today's concoctail segment. Um, now, this company is out of Vancouver, as I mentioned, and uh, they sent me my favorite, Gin. I got a bottle of gin, gin eight. This stuff, I was like, it's got this tinge to it. Typically, if you're getting like a flavorless gin, it's clear, but it says here that it is finely crafted and small batch distilled from 100% BC grown malted barley and infused with a blend of six botanicals. Uh, and those six botanicals are juniper, coriander, lemon, angelica, cinnamon, black pepper, and grapefruit and hibiscus, hence the beautiful color. Um, and before redistillation and a secondary infusion of grapefruit and hibiscus for a beautiful and complex spirit. This is batch number five, 40% alcohol content. And today I'm gonna to be tasting this for the first time, as well as I'm gonna <laughs> try not to slam these down to the table to not annoy you with the vibration sounds on my table. And they also sent me this, which I've never seen before. This is called a Blue Negroni. <laughs> I was like, Blue Negroni? First of all, it ain't blue. And what the hell is a Negroni? Okay, so a carefully crafted blend of gin, house bitter, and kombucha cordial for a modern twist on a classic favorite. So what I wanted to do today, besides taste both of these, once again, I forgot. No, I have a shot glass with umbrellas in it. Um, I'm going to make a gin martini with this and this and some orange juice. And I also have got like a cosmopolitan mix. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I'm going to taste these first just to see where I feel like things can go. I'm going to date both of these first <laughs> before I make an official decision to make a drink. Uh, <laughs> scissoring. Is that what that was? I don't know. Um, blending, combining, you know, making love into a beverage, <laughs> into a beverage. <laughs> um, okay, so first things first, I'm gonna taste the gin and I'm gonna take out the umbrellas. I brought all the colors that I had just because I don't know what color this drink is gonna be. And I like to have options. 
<laughs> you get the little wood flex out of there. Uh, all right, so let's get this puppy open. Where's the tab? I'm just gonna use my fingernail. These nails, you guys, I'm telling you, come in handy so often. Mm. Oh, wait. Normally there's a little tab, but I don't see one. No worries, we are resourceful here. And... Did that... What the frick? Okay, I got it. I got her. So, as I'm opening this, I'm just going to read to you a little bit about... Mad Lab Distillery, distilling? No, distillery. So Mad Laboratory Distilling located in Vancouver, BC produces fine handcrafted spirits with a focus on making a beautiful, rich, and smooth single malt whiskey. While we wait for our barrels to reach maturity, you can enjoy another our other fine products, including vodka, gin, raki, kombucha liqueur, white single malt, and batched cocktails. Woo! We take a completely hands-on approach to spirits from building our custom equipment. That's cool. Brewing, distilling, and aging. Each step is care and, and aging. Each step is carefully controlled and tested for best quality. Mad Laboratory products are beautiful and enriching experience. Are a beautiful and enriching experience, and winner of many awards. Uh, premium spirits at their best. Cool. So they definitely have a plethora of options when it comes to their products and. Um, I'm just happy they sent me their gin because this is my fave. Okay, ready? First impressions. Okay. I'm definitely getting a bit of grapefruit. And I would have definitely picked that out if I didn't know it was in there. So it's definitely grapefruity. And it's definitely got some hibiscus, <laughs> but because I know it's in it, <laughs> I'm pulling these notes. Um, I'm really bad. I've said this before about pulling notes from uh wines i mean i watch a sommelier on um on the internet and he goes over like different notes he pulls from different wines and he's like i got a bit of i got a bit of i uh, watermelon and then cat piss apparently cat piss is something that is referred to in white wine as like it's a good thing i don't smell cat piss i smell hibiscus <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so lame. Okay, so next step is to taste. I'm just going to taste a little because I'm not going to get totally smashed until later. <laughs> just joking. It is a Wednesday. Wow. So it definitely is more fragrant in the shot glass. Mm. That is lovely. I like that a lot. And it's helping my throat. <laughs> it's a grandma's old trick, you know? What is it called? Grandma's old cough syrup. <laughs> um, okay, so that's lovely. Now, this is very versatile, especially with a little martini that I have planned. So, and then this is gonna be the question is if this one is going to work with that. 
And maybe they sent it to me because of they will work well together. But let's find out. Oh, I can just twist right through the cap. All right, first impression. smells very different. I almost get like oregano or something, but not in a bad way. That's what I mean. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. I didn't rinse this in between, so I'm going to be getting notes of both, but. Oh, this reminds me of like, like a brandy or something. It smells good. Okay. Let's taste it. Wow, it's kind of, I know it's got bitters in it, but does that, should that make it bitter? It's kind of, I don't know what to say. It's like, it's kind of spicy. Definitely does not taste like a brandy, but I don't think I'm gonna pair these together though. This is more on the side of like, I'd mix it with, hmm. I know you're supposed to pour, you can pour this over ice, so you don't need to mix it with anything. Maybe that's what a blue Negroni is meant to do, is just pour it over ice. And I think that's probably what I would do. I can't really think of anything I'd mix it with, but it's interesting. I don't say, I don't, I don't love it, but it's different. And if I was looking for like an evening sipper, like in the bath or while I work over ice, I'm gonna reach for this just to give it a true shot. No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do a gin martini. I've got my martini shaker full of ice right here. Bit of ASMR. <laughs> oh my God. You know, I wonder if there's people that do ASMR. If you don't know what ASMR is, it's kind of like those videos you see on the internet of people whispering and like, sorry, I feel like my titties are out. Um, and they're, I don't know, eating or whatever. And uh, I wonder if people do it specifically when they're sick, when they have a cold, like ASMR with a cold. Probably. Uh, oh yeah, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian response. So this kind of triggers something in you when you're watching it or it's calming for people. There's people watch it for all different reasons. I'm more curious about one of my favorite YouTubers on planet earth, Trisha Paytas. She has recently gone like heavy into ASMR and her and her husband um, put one up for like Chick-fil-A. They're eating Chick-fil-A and just their interaction with each other. But I'm just more curious to see how they're doing it. She also does role play where she was like a esthetician or no, she was a dermatologist and she was like, had all of her, her gloves on and then a green screen in the background looked like an office. And she just, okay, yeah, no, so 
today we're going to assess you and, the, and your needs. And she just goes on and on and but she's totally in the role. And that's what makes ASMR, I think. It makes it interesting to watch when people are full on acting. You know what I mean? Like they're playing a role and it's, it's interesting. But it, there's so many different types of ASMR and whatever. I'm not even gonna, let me get back to cocktails here. So let's do two ounces of the Mad Lab Gin 8. I don't know if I mentioned eight, Gin 8. Um, I think I saw Gin 6. Now this could just be uh, the batch, but that's not true because the batch is number five. So I don't know where the eight comes from. No idea, but uh, I'm gonna do two ounces of the gin. Now, I can't recommend this stuff enough. This is Mateo's bartender style cocktail mix. It is a thin cosmopolitan, so there's no sugar in this. So if you're on a keto diet or just a diet in general, you just wanna cut down on sugar, you could pour this into sparkling water and it makes a lovely beverage. And definitely for cocktails. So this cosmopolitan, which, what is a cosmopolitan? What is the flavors in it? Because cosmopolitan is, I've ordered these before. Let's see. I don't think it says, <laughs> it's just it's just a Cosmo. Um, this mixed with this because this has got some citrus in it uh, will be really good. And then I've got my OJ and an OJ, <laughs> an orange. Um, and I was going to garnish my drink by putting a couple pieces of this orange on the end into the cocktail to kind of weight it down and to make it look fancy because that's just what we do here. My um, drink stand has not been plugged in uh, when I was gone, so it doesn't work. So today we're gonna be lightless with our cocktail. That's fine. Should I, is this one shot? <laughs> this is like a newfie shot. Uh, anyway, let's, let's start making this cocktail. Oh yeah, I've got my drink. I mean my glass. Okay, so two ounces of this. One, two. Two. Two ounces. Then I'm gonna do a splash of this. You don't need very much. Half an ounce, maybe not even. A third of an ounce. Then some orange juice. I think that's good. That was probably about an ounce. And what else? Should we add anything else? I have like a hair. There we go. And let's mix it up. Oh yeah, it's springtime here. I have springtime everywhere, all over the world. Well, that's not true. Not in, in North America. And the flies are starting to wake up and invade my house again. All right, let's mix this puppy up. All right. definitely has the grapefruit color to represent the gin. That looks very fresh and very springy, if I do say so myself. Now we have all these options. 
Now this is the long one and I'm kind of leaning more towards this one, which I use in a lot of my cocktails. So that would be boring, but then it will sit in there with the umbrella out and the oranges on the bottom. Or I could choose one of these colors. And I would definitely choose pink. So let's just see how it tastes first and then we'll accessorize after. This is taking me right back to Mexico. Fresh. Friendly. <laughs> Fancy. Fabulous. I love it. The gin has a really, really, really nice flavor. It's definitely got like a distinct flavor over other gins that I've tried, but with, with like a citrus drink like this, this is where it's at. Now, if I open my umbrella, let's just see how deep this thing goes. <gasps> my umbrella has a little tilt, but it's kind of cute. So if I go boop, if I was really fancy, I would like do a swirl of like orange peel, you know what I mean? But instead, I'm just gonna peel it. <laughs> this is my accessory. <laughs> I don't know how long that's, no, that's gonna go any second now, but that's fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do a couple of these slices and jam it on the end. One, two. Very nice. Did you ever do that as a kid? Peel your mandarin oranges like that? It's an elephant, okay? Gosh, what do you think it was? Do, 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 do. Oh, I should have accessorized it with a, accessorized it with a yellow umbrella. To match my outfit. God, what was I thinking? It's not too late. It's not too late to stab some oranges. All right, this one. Who says you can't have two umbrellas? My drink does. Oh, okay, that works. Do, 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 do. All right, now this is not just any plain gin martini. No, 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 this is a concoctail, what are we gonna call it? So this is Mad Lab Gin. <laughs> Mad Lab Gin. Let's call this Mad Panty Remover. That's what I like. You know why? Because if I had enough of these, who knows what could happen. The recipe for this cocktail will be in the description box of this video. If you are listening to this podcast and not watching it, then you can't see the description box. So down below is the description, including the recipe and also Mad Lab's website and information. I believe all of their social medias are at Mad Lab Distillers. No, sorry, Mad Lab Spirits. Um, and go check them out. Alrighty, so my trip was definitely a trip. Um, I stayed just north of Playa del Carmen. Um, Playa del Carmen is south of Cancun, so right in that area, the Mayan Riviera. Um, and before I went, I was checking the weather right up to the day, and 
It didn't look the best. In fact, I think I talked about this in the last podcast, but the weather, the weather app that I use kind of screwed up and there was some sort of glitch and it showed that it was seven straight days of 21 degrees and pouring rain, seven to 10 millimeters every single day. And I was like, I think I'm going to cancel my trip. I can't go to Mexico and have it pouring rain. And I thought, is there like some sort of weather system, like a a hurricane forming in the Gulf of Mexico. And uh, I I was, you know, I was freaking out. I couldn't see anything else. Then I went on other other weather websites and saw it was completely different. And I almost, to be honest, like I was considering my options. <laughs> I was going to cancel my trip <laughs> because of stupid weather reading. And then uh, about two hours later, it changed and it was back to normal. But it was still a bit of rain and whatever else. Well, it turned out that we had rain the first, or no, sorry, the second night. Didn't rain the rest of the time at all. There were thunderstorms in the background. It was very lovely. And I, I'm a thunderstorm lover, especially being deprived of thunderstorms over the winter. <laughs> so um, it just fulfilled my thunderstorm desire. So incredible weather, extremely hot sun. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if the humidity was like higher than it normally is because holy crap, it was like, it just hit you like a ton of bricks. Luckily, every room has air conditioning because otherwise you'd be kind of screwed. So went to Cozumel to do some snorkeling. And that was, it was the best snorkeling I've ever done in my entire life. I've heard that Cozumel is second to the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. It's Cozumel is like the second best. See, there's my freaking fly pet Fred he just he bothers me so bad um but Cozumel is supposed to be second best in the world so went to Cozumel just the island took a ferry there found a beautiful beach and it's so great there because like you literally show up and you bring your stuff right you bring a towel and whatever but then there's all these like little restaurants and stuff along the beach so you could pick a table set your stuff up. You have like a whole area to yourself and um, you have service there, like pretty much everywhere. So it was great. Anyway, so <laughs> after a couple Coronas, uh, we decided to go snorkeling. And But instead of just going off the shore and trying to find our own spot, hired uh, a little boat to take us to a certain area that's great for snorkeling. And then it, it was so great. We went to three different areas. And the first one, I can't explain to you. It's so strange. All the snorkeling really that I've ever done, the best snorkeling before this trip was Cuba. Uh, and that was the clearest water, but it was, there was nothing to see. It was just very clear water. And so, and the coral there was dead and there weren't many fish and here, the water was just as clear, and I mean clear to the point where you could see for a very long time. Um, and But he took us to this one area that was uh, starfish on the bottom. And then we saw stingrays, and it's just the environment, like just being underwater in such clear water, it just, and you see so far around you, it just is a totally different experience for me. And then he's like, Kate, we're gonna get on the boat and go to another area, we went to another area, and it was like super deep, massive coral reef, billions upon billions of fish is what it looked like. All different shapes, sizes. 
and uh, and colors. The the reef wasn't super colorful though. I was kind of hoping to like, you know, those videos you see of like Hawaii and and all like the bright colored coral and. It wasn't like that. It was there was definitely some bright colored coral, but very kind of sparse. But most of it seemed kind of dark, and um, but the fish were super brilliant. And I, I feel like you wouldn't be able to see the brilliance of the fish, like the colors, if the coral was really bright. So it was kind of like at least we could see the color of the fish. It would have been nice to see both, <laughs> but I'm just trying to make the best of it here. Then we saw a great big barracuda, and you'd think, oh crap. Is it gonna to try to bite me? No, they're just, they're pretty docile. There's, but this, this one was up by itself. It looked like it was probably this big, pure silver, two little bottom teeth sticking up. You could see them and you're like, I don't wanna get near those, but he just sat there and, and he kind of like kept close by, but not super close, like close enough to see, but not at a threatening closeness. <laughs> um, and then the, okay, so two things that, oh, actually three things that I've never seen before. Um, a great big manta ray. And those are the ones that have like the, the freaking flappy wings like this. <laughs> and it must have been six feet across, but it was a bit far. So like it wasn't right there. So we kind of swam towards it, but it was swimming away from us. So then we saw a massive grouper, which is just a huge fish. And it, pro it was, I don't know, six feet long, right along the bottom. And it was kind of going all around the coral and... It was just insane to see such a huge fish, like huge down there, just meandering around, looking for some food. And then we saw a shark. <laughs> and so um, our guide was like, hey, shark, shark. And I was like, I didn't understand what this meant. Like, does this mean go swim to the boat? Shark, I'm like, <laughs> so uh, he meant come here. So, but it was, it wasn't a big shark. It was probably... I know everything I've said is like this big, just because you can't see my arms past the screen. But yeah, it was probably four feet, four feet, maybe. Uh, and but he just was swimming around and doing his thing. Definitely not threatening whatsoever. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of continued. And what was really neat, too, is that there were a lot of um, divers, um, scuba divers. So you're swimming up top and it's it's deep. It's probably 25 feet deep which doesn't sound deep, but it is deep. And um, so you're kind of like in this world and looking around and then you see all these divers, which are really neat to see underwater too. And and what was fun was the bubbles from their breathing apparatuses or whatever they're called, <laughs> their tanks, were, was creating this like beautiful, like in the sun, it just looked like glitter in the water. And if you would be like swimming right above it, it felt kind of like you were in like sparkling water. <laughs> Like, is this what carbonated water would feel like swimming in? Which I brought up before. What would it be like swimming in a pool of carbonated water? Would it feel different? Would you feel it? I think you would. Um, so anyway, I loved that experience and it was so much fun. You're not supposed to put sunscreen on. Um, I had sunscreen on like earlier, but the whole time I was thinking, oh my God, my back is going to be just scorched. Um, but it wasn't. I was fine. Everything worked out and uh, best snorkeling I've ever done. And uh, that was awesome. So highly recommend Cozumel if you're ever there to do some scuba diving or diving, which I've done before as well. Not in Cozumel, just Cuba. Um, and then, oh yeah, also, 
rented a Jeep to get around the island of Cozumel. And the Jeep broke down in the middle of the island. <laughs> so we rented a Jeep just from like one of the rental companies there. And we didn't spend a lot of money, but I'm like thinking, mm, next time, let's spend a bit more money on our rental car because it kind of looked beat up. There were no seatbelts and which is not a big deal, but it is kind of like highway driving there. It's not, you know, where you're just, everyone's driving slow. No. Uh, so it felt a little trippy to not have a seatbelt on. But then the Jeep started smoking and it was hot that day, like freaking felt like 35 degrees. And so then I'm thinking, no, we can't break down. Like we have to be in the shade. <laughs> we will die. Uh, but there's so many people there and like actually... Um, so we pulled over, opened the hood, let it cool down a bit. It definitely was smoking. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the problem was just because I wasn't the one dealing with it, but I was concerned that we were going to be there for a long time. But so many people stopped by. There were tourists that stopped to check if we were okay. Um, there were lots of like locals. It might have been because I was in like a really small bikini because <laughs> it was so hot, but um we had lots of help and like we're offered rides and all that kind of stuff don't ever get into a car with a stranger unless you're stranded and you're in Cozumel uh which I didn't do by the way <laughs> you're like oh this is gonna be a good story so the the rental company sent somebody back with a different jeep so we just got in that and went and this one had seatbelts but you know the funny thing is we didn't wear them <laughs> first we wanted to then we didn't and then uh yeah it was just funny how that worked but um and went for a really traditional uh taco dinner which was wonderful it was like a really teensy tiny place off of the main strip because Cozumel can be very expensive and very busy so we just asked one of the locals where should we go and they're like oh go this way this way and then you'll see like a yellow building and so we went it was totally dead in there um, so I was like, is this a good taco place? <laughs> There's nobody here. Uh, but we had wonderful tacos. They were really great and it was super cheap. And then that was that. We had a wonderful experience that day. Also, I really have to recommend Tulum. So I always thought of Tulum as just the ruins. Like I thought that was the name of the ruins, Tulum. I didn't realize it was like an actual town along the ocean. Well, I'll tell you. We had a friend that knew a friend that owned this resort. So we went to this really cute resort, very trendy. There, I think there was like 16 different cabins. So essentially just imagine a two acre piece of land on the beach with little cabins sporadically like placed around. There was a really funky pool. The beach was incredible. There was cabanas like, and then of course the water. And the funnest part was, is that there were actual waves. So the resort we stayed at in Playa del Carmen, there's no, I shouldn't say in Playa del Carmen, it's near Playa del Carmen. It was like a lake, like flat, not really any waves. Some days there were maybe just like a few, but this beach in Tulum had some action on the beach. It was so fun because I love to body surf and luckily I did wear a decent swimsuit <laughs> that wasn't going to fly off because when you're body surfing it's carnage like half the time you're just getting washed up that's pretty much what happened but we had so much fun and then of course the resort was serving us drinks and uh <laughs> we're getting a little fired up and then going back body serving getting braver and braver every time uh, my sinuses were very clear um, maybe a bit full of sand just from all of the um, cartwheels I was doing under, 
<laughs> the waves, but it was so, so much fun. And then I realized like driving back in the evening, all of the really cute dinner spots, seafood restaurants, like it's just bus bustling, hus bustling, is that a word <laughs> with people? And there's this little skinny road that's barely wide enough for two vehicles. That's the entire road down the entire coast of Tulum. And, uh, and it's all people on scooters, bicycles, and then, you know, there's the odd taxi and car. And so everybody's just like working around each other. It's like a braid of just action. <laughs> it's just entertaining itself just to go for a walk in the evening. And I'm like, how many people get hit or how many accidents happen around here? And like, because you're going slow enough, people just maneuver and weave their way around each other. So probably not that often, but, and then we went for brisket. I would have never thought to go for brisket in Mexico. <laughs> Uh, but it was so good and like I said a friend ha knew a friend and anyway we wound up there it was the greatest it was the greatest and then I had the most expensive tequila shot in my life and I think it was like 120 US dollars <laughs> but the guy sold it so good he's like this is the best tequila and I mean that's subjective but he brought out this bottle and there was like maybe this much missing out of it. That's how he's like, I've had this for a few years. And because I was in Mexico, I was like, let's do it. So we just, we had the best shot of tequila. He's like, do you want anything with it? Or I was like, no, I just want to sip it the way it is. I don't want to, <laughs> for the best tequila in the world, don't, don't, you don't need to uh, jazz it up with anything. It's jazzy enough. And it definitely was sippable and lovely and excellent. And, um. Yeah, and then the rest of the time we were pretty much at the resort, hanging out, I had a photo shoot. You'll see some photos trickling out here and there. I shouldn't say we had a photo shoot, that we had like, there was lots of photos happening. Um, but mostly it was a relaxation, not really a work trip. Just work winds up happening anyway. <laughs> and one last thing, when I was in Tulum body surfing, stupidly, I wore a brand new pair of earrings that I got from a store in Playa del Carmen on Fifth Ave or Fifth Street, the main walking street. The store is called Fernando Rodriguez. Now, I can't explain to you how beautiful this jewelry is. It's really dramatic, oversized, all of it's gold. I mean, there's some silver, but gold is where it's at for me. I love gold jewelry. And I went in the store and it's not, it's not overly expensive, it's but and it's not super cheap so they had these like incredible headpieces they had these really like dramatic necklaces and and just like so many beautiful things and I could have spent hours in there just like all the earrings most of the stuff that he does is earrings and what I didn't realize was he was in there the designer the jewelry designer was in the store when we were in there talking to the lady working at the front in Mexico, everybody's socializing with everybody else, people that work there, people that, you know, whatever. So I, I didn't catch on. So I went to the website because I didn't even remember the name of the place. I just knew it was in Playa del Carmen. It was a jewelry store. So I just like scrolled through on Google until I found it. And it's called Fernando Rodriguez is the designer. Anyway, he happened to be there and he was making comments and like kind of talking to the girl working there and us too. But he seemed really kind of like a different character. He seemed kind of like a bit off and I it makes sense now because like a lot of artists are a bit quirky and kind of off <laughs> like me <laughs> um and oh my god these pieces so long story short I bought a pair of hoop earrings because we were kind of in a time crunch but really there to shop 
And so I just, I had to get something and I bought these earrings, not these earrings. I bought these gold hoop earrings, but they were quite big and fat <laughs> and like just beautiful. I don't know why I wore it in the ocean. I wore them in the ocean, body surfing. I get out and I'm like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot to take my ears up. One was gone. Ah, so sad. And then I thought, why would I do that? That's the dumbest thing ever. And then I thought, this is why I metal detect. <laughs> I, because this is the kind of shit happens. Um, I went on the Fernando Rodriguez, right? Fernando Rodriguez, I keep thinking I'm saying his name wrong. Uh, website, it's all in Spanish. I can't figure out how, if I could buy them back. I, I just want to shop there, but it looks like you can only, it's all in Mexican pesos. I'm sure I could figure out a way to do it. If you can, if you can help me out with this information, <laughs> then let me know. Um, but highly recommend that designer that store. I think there's only one store. And I'm like, I can't find them again. And uh, But there were so many things that I saw that I wanted that I would love to just buy. Maybe I'll do a haul. <laughs> if I could figure out how to get them, get the stuff here. We have, I have some friends in Mexico though, so they could probably pick it up for me, but still. That was awesome. And then what else? I think that's it. Oh yeah. Hookah is a big thing down there. I smoked hookah for the first time with my brother like many years ago. It's kind of like vaping, but it's more water vapor than anything else. And I'm not, I don't condone vaping. I don't vape at all. Um, I really don't smoke anything at all, but the hookah is like different. It hits different. <laughs> um, so we went to a restaurant, a seafood restaurant. I had raw oysters which is a bit of a risk in Mexico because I've gotten sick off of raw oysters in Mexico before, but that was because it wasn't seafood poisoning. The oysters were resting on ice and I know the ice wasn't frozen, um, frozen bottled water, right? It's frozen tap water and the oysters were soaked. And, and it was also in like a random market. <laughs> it wasn't a restaurant. So shame on me. Um, so I knew not to do that again, but this is a specific oyster, like not oyster restaurant, seafood restaurant. It was on the menu and I was like, okay. Um, and then with hookah and it was just like the best time ever. <laughs> it was so fun. And there was a DJ playing great music. It was just really, the vibes were off the hook. <laughs> One thing I've noticed too is when you book a trip, so we booked a trip through WestJet Vacations. This was this week, your flight, your resort, everything all in one bundle. You can book flights separately from like the resort. So book the resort, book the flights. But this way it's all kind of cohesive and I've always done it that way. And um, in the future, I'm not going to do it that way. You know why? Because I had no option, no room option, like no option through the WestJet website to choose which room I wanted because I would have upgraded to a room that was close to the beach, <laughs> not a kilometer walk. It's not, it wasn't a kilometer, but it was very far for me. <laughs> I want to wake up and like, <sighs> look at the water and you know what I mean? That's what I wanted, but that didn't happen. I was, we were just like run to the mill and get back there in one of the rooms with everybody else. Like, but I'll pay more. doesn't matter. You didn't book it. Okay, fine. Lesson learned. Next time I want to book the hotel separately, like the, the resort separately from the flights. That way I could pick up oceanfront. So that wasn't the point I was making. The point I was making is part of the fun of going on a vacation for me is getting there. I love going to the airport. I love getting on the plane, getting like cozied in, seeing what's on the menu, what movies there are. Like I really enjoy that. So people hate it. I love it. 
Um, but one thing that you don't have a choice when it comes to WestJet or some of these airlines, Air Transat, um, <clears throat> you don't get to choose which plane you're taking or the age of the plane or, you know, you're kind of at the mercy of whatever plane they stick you on. Now, this can make a big difference with your trip there. So the way down, my plane was, seemed like it was in decent shape. That's always like a big thumbs up because you don't want to feel afraid on your plane that it's not going to make it there because it's too old and rickety. But it was, there was no TV screen. Um, you know, when the color of the plane used to be white, but now it's kind of an off white. It's like a cream colored uh, plane. Uh, the upholstery is a little eh. Um, and you know, whatever. You're just going five hours. Like, it's not a big deal. But then on the way home, it was a WestJet flight again. We were in like a Boeing 767 or something. I don't know. It was huge. I could see it when we were waiting to board. It's like, oh, this is a big ass plane. Get in there. There's like ambient lighting. There's like mood music happening. It's kind of like there's like a purple vibe going on. There's three rows of seats. There's a for sure a first class. And then every seat has like upgraded headrests you can fold. So you don't even need a neck rest. You just use that. The windows, there's no shade for it. You just push a button and it dims. And then there's movies and there's all sorts of shit. So I'm like I'm paying the same price <laughs> there and back. Shouldn't there be an option for the new plane or the old plane? Or is it just always, you know, it's always a gamble. I don't know. It doesn't seem fair. I mean, for the price we paid, we probably deserve the rickety plane both ways. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up because sometimes you're just like, God damn, you just don't know when you're boarding which plane you're going to get. Is it going to be old? Is it going to be new? Well, since I've just been yakking about my vacation and uh, wasting your time, just joking. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to jump into cat facts. And these are facts that I found that are kind of like creepy facts. I shouldn't say creepy, but they're just kind of like unsettling. Okay. So the first fact is, <clears throat> now I'm just, I'm also just going to put a disclaimer out there that I don't know if these are true or who stated these facts or whatever. I just found them on a website and I found them interesting. I'm reading them to you. If you don't believe it or you don't have the same opinion, then you could just do your own research. Okay. <laughs> um, you could be in a coma-like state and be aware of it. Locked-in syndrome might just be the most terrifying medical condition. It's when you're stuck between being asleep and awake. You know you're awake and can hear and see things around you however you can't talk and can only move your eyes so you're unable to respond to anything. But if you can move your eyes, I'd be, I'd be able to figure it out that somebody could move their eyes and nothing else. And I'd be like, okay, look to the right twice if it's a yes and to the left once if it's a no or something. You know. I've seen that done in movies, anyway. <laughs> Your cat may sense when you're dying. A pet cat named Oscar resided in a nursing home and was believed to be able to tell when one of these residents would soon die. He'd sleep beside them until they passed. I've heard of this before, definitely. Um, I'm not sure if it's the same cat that I heard about, but <clears throat> it's so wild to me 
Because, you know, you've heard about dogs that can like sniff out cancer. There are also dogs that can sense when you're about to have a seizure, right? Now, this is a sixth sense, right? And who's to say, like, isn't this proof of something else that's going on around us that we can't see or, you know what I mean? Like, I know in the sense that you're like sending a text to somebody, it went from my phone to your phone and we can see it happen, right? There's that kind of like way to look at it. But if a cat knows that a person's about to die and they're hitting it on the head every time, you know, Gertrude went, then old Yeller (laughs) went, not to poke fun at it, but you know, like if it happens more, doesn't that like change your belief system a little bit? Wouldn't it change the way you think about life and even the paranormal? I just think it's incredible and very um, intriguing. And I would love to see a documentary on something like that. Like just put 10 years into research and then put it all in a two hour, make it a 10 hour thing actually, because I love that kind of shit. Um, Maybe it exists. If it does, please leave it in the comments down below or email me at kittylookerpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Oops. Never say, never say you're being eaten alive by mosquitoes again. That was an actual method of execution. Scaphism was an ancient form of torture and execution where you'd cover someone with honey, stick them in a hollowed log and let nature run its course. So ants, rodents, that would be the worst. And then bugs. What kind of bugs eat sugar though? Besides like ground bugs. Anyway, oh, probably, definitely wasps, hornets. Okay, this is crazy and I have heard of this. Pine trees have proven that they can grow inside the body. This doesn't make sense. I'm questioning this. Pine trees have proven that they can grow inside the body. Doctors recently went into surgery to remove what they thought was a tumor. It turned out to be a fir tree growing in the man's lungs. A fir tree. You said a pine tree, and now you're saying a fir tree? There's a difference, you know. There are two different species of trees. Get your facts straight. (laughs) Do your own research. Okay. There might have been a haunted Russian radio station... UVB-76 is a low-frequency radio station that has been broadcasting since 1982. No one knows where the broadcast is originating. It's mostly just a buzzing noise with an occasional Russian voice transmission. I could find any station and get the exact same thing, though. Like, you know, in between stations where it's just like a buzzing noise and the occasional... Interesting fact. Um, <clears throat> Attack of the killer bees might not be too far from the truth. The Japanese giant hornet has a ven- has venom so powerful it is said to melt human flesh. Ew. That would be the worst. <laughs> One third of murders go unsolved in the United States. Is there any else... Anything else that needs to be said? Mm. Does that encourage you to want to go murder somebody because you might not get caught? Okay, this is the fact that is does not make any sense to me. Okay, and how this is possible? 
I don't know. There was a chicken called Mike, the headless chicken, that lived for 18 months after his head was cut off. Okay, how much of his head was cut off? You can't just say his head was cut off. Because obviously the guy had bad aim and cut half of his head off or something, where he still had enough brain. Doesn't even make sense, because you just bleed out. I don't believe it. I call bullshit. Mike the Headless Chicken. I don't think that existed, but do your own research. <laughs> Babies grow mustaches in the womb that then spread to cover their entire body in hair called lanugo. The body hair keeps them warm and helps regulate body temperature. Don't worry, they shed, they shed it before birth. Okay, interesting. Okay, mice and rats can spread at least 35 different diseases to humans. These infections include sem salmonellosis, hantavirus, and rat bite fever. <laughs> what? Looks like another case of rat bite fever. <laughs> it sounds like... Something out of like a 1950s film. <laughs> oh, okay. Crows are so intelligent, they recognize a human face. So don't get mad, okay? <laughs> I know crows definitely recognize a shotgun. <laughs> Every time I come out on the deck with one, they're all gone. Just keep one like on the deck. The catacombs of Paris hold the bones and remains of nearly 6 million people. I've been there, it's creepy as hell very interesting and the creepiest part is there there's like caverns so imagine a tunnel like tunnel system and then off the sides of the tunnel there's like bones but it's a wall built of skulls but behind the wall of skulls are the bo the rest of the bones of the bodies but when you can kind of peer in over the mound of bones like and see past the point where you can't see anymore it just keeps going that freaks me out i have like weird visions I had weird visions down there of like crawling on top and having to get past, like get through there and like, go. it just freaks me out, freaks me out. It's kind of like cave diving, biggest fear. It's one thing I couldn't do, cave dive. And I don't even think I'm that claustrophobic. I'm pretty claustrophobic, but I'm not the most claustrophobic person, but watching cave diving, like through systems to get to somewhere or whatever. Nope, oh, I can't do it. And that concludes cat facts. Wow, guys, definitely make this. I would absolutely, if you're a gin lover or just a gin liker, <laughs> um, this is great, great, great stuff. Let me smell it again. Oh, I actually like it. I kind of want to wear this perfume. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? Just like, God, I got nothing to wear. There we go. <laughs> Perfume has so much alcohol in it anyway. I mean, okay, so there's a couple of segments that I'm gonna have to skip out on. Um, this is something that I heard, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I think it is. I heard it on a pretty, um, pretty popular podcast, and I think it was Joe Rogan. <laughs> anyway, that Louis Vuitton, because the black market is so huge, that Louis Vuitton has been selling bags on the black market because the profit, even though they're not charging as much on the black market, they're selling way more bags. So that's what I've heard is that, <laughs> that Louis Vuitton is selling bags on the black market as well as in store because the market is so huge. And like, it's kind of like 
either selling selling your your product in a store exclusive store in Malibu compared to having your product in all the Walmart stores <laughs> in the world of course you're going to make more money in the black market than you are in that one store so uh, interesting. I'd be miffed if so. I'm not. I'm not a collector of like really expensive designer things. I think if I lived in the city and I was going out all the time and my friends had the bags and and shoes and whatever, I might be like sucked into that world. But I'm not. Like I don't really. I, I have a few expensive things, but very few, and I don't even really use them. It's kind of like whatever. But I can imagine that that would piss some people off. But a lot of times owning something very expensive is part of like the prestige of going and buying it and spending the money. Like people want to spend money. They want to spend $10,000 at least on a purse just to say that they did, you know? And so, oh, my Louis Vuitton is real. You know, I went into the boutique and the, um, my personal shopper picked it up. Oh, my nail just snaked my top. Frick. Okay, I'm gonna have to cut that off. I think I have scissors right here. pisses me off. Anyway, um, so like I said, it's like, oh, well, I paid full price. Well, I paid half price, but it's the same bag. You know, are you more important than me? <laughs> oh, yes, I am because I paid full price. You've just got the knockoff version. <sighs> anyway, that's that. Okay. Also, I got a couple new perfumes at the duty free shop. One is Gucci Flora and then the other one is Gucci Bloom. <gasps> I'm wearing the Flora right now. It's the newest Gucci freaking scent. <laughs> it's so good. Um, that's what I'm going to be wearing all spring and then who knows what happens by summertime, but I'm probably going to wear it all summer too. And the Bloom is a very floral, like it smells like a French, like a Parisian lingerie shop. Very expensive, very classic um what's the word i'm looking for sophisticated so good and it's not necessarily a perfume that i would wear on myself i want to spray it in my underwear drawer i want to spray it in my lingerie drawer i want to spray it in my bikini drawer <laughs> um but it's just a smell that i love not necessarily on me but in other parts of my house you know what i mean a couple guests coming just one little spritz over the and then walk away. Um, so perfume is not just for the body, okay? Um, okay, let's end this podcast with kitty twisters. And let me just finish this first. So kitty twisters is a segment there. I like to tell some jokes that I found online. And boy, are these sick. And yeah, warning, these are sick jokes, sex jokes, um... If you're offended easily by jokes, then leave <laughs> right now. Um, okay. These ones are from Laugh Factory. No, Laugh. I don't freaking know. So yeah, here we go. Grandma and grandpa were visiting their kids overnight. When grandma found a bottle of Viagra in his son's medicine cabinet, he asked about using one of the pills. The son said, I don't think you should take one, dad. They're very strong and very expensive. How much? Asked Grandpa. $10 a pill, answered the son. 
I don't care, said Grandpa. I'd still like to try one, and before we leave in the morning, I'll put the money under your pillow. Later the next morning, the son found $110 under the pillow. He called Grandpa and said, I told you each pill was $10, not $110. I know, said the Grandpa. The hundred is from Grandma. <laughs> Cute. Why do women wear panties with flowers on them? I do. In loving memory of all the faces that have been buried there. <laughs> Cute. Two men visit a prostitute. The first man goes into the bedroom. He comes out ten minutes later and says, Heck, my wife was better than that. The second man goes in, he comes out in ten minutes later and says, You know, your wife is better. <laughs> there was an elderly man who wanted to make his younger wife pregnant. He went to the doctor to get a sperm count. The doctor told him to take a specimen cup home, fill it, and bring it back. The elderly man came back the next day. The specimen cup was empty and the lid was still on it. The doctor asked, what's the problem? The elderly man said, well, I tried with my right hand, nothing. I tried with my left hand, nothing. So my wife tried with her right hand, nothing. Her left hand, nothing. Her mouth, nothing. Then my wife's friend tried. Right hand, left hand, mouth, still nothing. The doctor replied, wait a minute, did you say your wife's friend too? The elderly man answered, yeah, and we still couldn't get the lid off the specimen cup. <laughs> Dang it. All right, little Billy came home from school to see the family's pet rooster dead in the front yard. Rigor mortis had set in and it was flat on its back with his legs straight in the air. When his dad came home, Billy mentioned, Dad, our rooster is dead and his legs are sticking in the air. Why are his legs like that? His father, thinking quickly, said, Son, that's so God can reach down from the clouds and lift the rooster straight up into heaven. Gee, Dad, that's great, said little Billy. A few days later, when Dad came home from work, Billy rushed out, meeting him, rushed out to meet him, yelling, Dad, Dad, we almost lost Mom today. What do you mean? asked his father. Well, Dad, I got home from school earlier today and went up to your bedroom and there was Mom, flat on her back with her legs in the air, screaming, Jesus, I'm coming, I'm coming. If it hadn't been for Uncle George holding her down, we'd have lost her for sure. <laughs> Uh-oh. A professor was giving a lecture on involuntary muscular contractions to his first year of medical students. Realizing this was not the most riv uh, riveting subject, he decided to lighten the mood. He pointed to a young woman in the front row and asked, Do you know what your asshole is doing when you're having an orgasm? She replied, He's probably playing golf with his friends. <laughs> That's funny. And that concludes Cat Facts. Well, everyone, that concludes episode 48 of Kitty Liquor. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you made it right to the end, please give me a big thumbs up. I'm giving you a big thumbs up back be able to sit through all that <laughs> um don't forget to check out mad lab distillery out of vancouver bc they are at mad lab spirits i think across all platforms and check out their website as well that'll be in the description box if you're listening to this podcast i've got a video version on youtube don't forget to check it out and the what did i name the martini again i don't remember but i'm gonna have the recipe down below <laughs> Uh, you can name it whatever you want. I give you permission. Um, and please like this video, like I said, if you made it all the way through. And subscribe if you have not already to not miss any of my future podcasts or any of my bikini try-ons um, or other try-ons. I've got lots of stuff happening, especially springtime. 
leading into summer. So exciting. Um, <clears throat> I also have a free OnlyFans and Patreon. If you want to click the link down below, it's my Linktree link to be directed to wherever you'd like to go. Also, email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate the company. And um, I'll be back next Friday with another podcast and some videos in between. So I hope you're having an amazing day and I'll see you all. Oh, and have an amazing weekend. And I'll see you all in my next video. Bye. Oops, I don't know why I did that. Oh well. <laughs> Confused as to what I'm doing.